Hello, winners, and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Button Podcast, now of the Wrong Button YouTube channel. And welcome to the first episode of 2021, uh, the first hopefully full good year into the Roaring Twenties. And I am once again joined by our lovely artist, uh, Ms. Elizabeth Lyon. Hello. How are you doing today, Liz? Good. My cat is trying to step on the computer. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a constant. That is a constant. <laughs> it's like fight. no, you cannot step on the keyboard. Do you have a uh, do you have the, the do you have a light up keyboard? Yes, I do. Um, Pickles lays on mine because it gets warm. Oh, there she goes. I have to turn the keyboard off, uh, so that way if she lays on it, if she doesn't hit buttons and delete stuff. I think she just wants to look out the window, but she has to go past <laughs> my computer to get there. So I'm going to step on it. So I'm going to step on it because everything is ground. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is lava. Everything is ground. Uh, <laughs> God, that's like the greatest motif for life. Um, so Liz, I want to do a fun podcast today um, just because you and I are um, at a at a pretty different spot in our lives. We're both um, roughly 30 years old at the time of recording this. Um and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a pretty um, a, a pretty concise story. And I, I want to see how spot on I might be with you if you if you'll humor me for a second. Okay. All right. So I'm picturing, uh, and I'm gonna go from childhood to roughly adulthood, uh, post college. Uh, you got up. You went to school. Uh, you came home. You did your homework. You did what your parents said. Uh, your parents gave you life lessons along the way. Uh, you get to high school. You're told, hey, you need to do these extracurriculars. You need to focus on these things because these are the things that are going to make you, you know, successful, money, stable, what have you. Uh, so you you go to school, you focus on what you're supposed to focus on. And then uh, they're like, okay, well, you need to go to college or university uh, and get a real job. Uh, so you go to college for about four years, uh, study a field of STEM. Uh, come out of that and then it's like okay now i'm gonna work 40 hours a week making between 36 to 45 a year uh for the rest of my life till i retire how spot on am i with that like depiction <laughs> of how life is supposed to be oh my god so spot on <laughs> like yes that that is it that is the dream and like and they're just like and in between that time you get two weeks of vacation Mm -hmm. where you get to travel to maybe another state you're lucky if it's another country but it's way too expensive because you have to pay for everything else in your life mm -hmm. and, and yeah and then and then here's the other thing too is that they they fail to mention how soul-sucking the stem job is and how you also have to find time to you know find a partner and and get a house and clean the house and cook and oh my god they 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 failed to tell you so much growing up because they themselves didn't really have to do the same amount of things that we do now. I don't know. It's it's very much a generational thing. But yeah, like that's exactly it. Like what you you just described my life story and it's so sad. <laughs> well, it, and because it, it, it's odd. I, I posted the thing on Twitter. Um, uh, this was probably about a month ago. And I said, I even did it on Facebook and it was a, uh, it was like, okay, I did everything I was supposed to. Now what? I'm this. This really isn't happy or fun. Um, and it was, it was just this thing. I took a promotion at work, and I I was like, yep, let me do this. Let me do the let me do the smart career move. 
um, uh, let me do everything along those lines. And it was uh, like, it's been beneficial. Like it's helped my wife and I out. We can, we can afford to do more. We're beating down debt. I'm able to start now putting, we, we can put finance behind the things that, that are, that's really important to us. Um, but I had a, a wonderful experience that I didn't realize how much of my life had actually been uh, shaped by this experience. Um, we went whitewater rafting um, this, this past summer with some friends um, from college, high school, and like military friends. And we're on the bus and uh, we're all like, we're all masked up and we're on the bus to go whitewater rafting. And a guy on the bus sits there and he goes, I want to thank you guys all for being here. Um, because if you guys weren't here and you guys didn't enjoy doing this with us and come to this great place to do this, I'd have to go get a real job. And for me and my family, that just, that, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, and then I was raised on Jimmy Buffett and Jimmy Buffett very much, uh, has a song called We Are the People Races. I was supposed to have been a Jesuit priest or a Naval Academy grad. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, I couldn't fit the part too dumb or too smart. Ain't it funny how it all works out? Uh, and I want to talk to you about this because um, is it okay if I, I'm not going to like say company or anything, but I'm allowed to be like who you are. Um, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So outside of this, you are, you, you went to college, did the STEM job and you uh -huh. are Liz, the, or Elizabeth, the geologist. The environmental scientist, more like, yeah, but I do have a degree in geology. Um, mm -hmm. I am also halfway state certified to becoming a state geologist. It's called a, it's called an ASBOG exam. And yeah, I was well on my way to becoming a certified geologist. Um, and like, like having like a nice little title at the end of my name. But when I got, I when I got the first half of the test and they're like, okay, now you have to be in a practicing field for four years in a project manager setting. Like you can't just be any run of the mill geologist. You have to be a manager. Then with three, uh, with like three notes of recommendation from other certified geologists, then you can take the other half of the test mm -hmm. and pass it. <laughs> the test is four hours long, each test. Like, it's insane. So it's kind of like trying to get married in the Catholic Church these days. There's way too many rules and nobody wants to do them. <laughs> the rules are made up and the saying changed. Yes! <laughs> like, <sighs> God. Did it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So anyway. Uh, Catholic joke because I don't know enough about Catholicism's rules. That's, that's a Mrs. Clay topic for another day. Well, I mean, uh, my, my two sisters are already married and they... We, we were all raised Catholic, and so the goal was to be married Catholic, but neither sister fell through with that because you have to get married inside a church, or it doesn't count. You have to get married by a priest, or it doesn't count. You have to um, have marriage counseling by a priest, or it doesn't count. And it's just like, are you, are you, and then like you have to pay the priest and the church for all of that. It's like, so you're forcing us to pay you, or you're saying we're not married by God. That's what you're saying. It's like it's like what is this? The Middle Ages? It's like it's, 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 this is the same thing of like pay us and we will get rid of your sins. <laughs> I'd be broke. Um, <laughs> um, but the I, I wanted to grab you on here because you and I both have that. My first run through school was um, I came back from the military and I, I all my friends were studying computer science, so I studied yep. computer science, networking, cybersecurity. And I hated it because the, the 15th <laughs> call that day of someone being like, hey, my computer's not working. Did you do anybody's troubleshooting? No. Okay, get the fuck off my line. Stop tying up the help desk. 
let me actually help someone who needs help or go do something, anything more interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Like someone who's actually tried to solve through the problem rather than just Mm -hmm. coming to me as soon as there is a problem. Yeah. Or it's like, did did you, did you restart your computer last night? Okay. Shut up. Restart your computer. Um, And then uh, I was very fortunate um, where later on um, Mrs. Blay was like, saw how unhappy I was. and was like, go back to school, go back to college, study something you like. And then I don't care what you do with it, but just, just go back to college. That way you can get a better job, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I studied, uh, I studied very hard and I I did Victorian era uh, British literature um, because I just fell in love with that. Um, Oscar Wilde, I can go waxingly poetic all day. Uh, And then one day I was, I was kind of lonely and Mrs. Play was like, well, you know, YouTube, like you, you watch these people on YouTube. Why don't you try your hand at that? And that's kind of how, um, originally built a fail started um and then as i became like more serious and wanted to like rebrand and stuff so i kind of wanted to talk to you about that was um i wanted to talk uh more to elizabeth the the artist and elizabeth the person who is like uh this year i'm i don't want to just be elizabeth the geologist elizabeth the environmental scientist elizabeth the you know punch in punch out two weeks off i want to be elizabeth the artist yes i know i'm gonna work 100 hour weeks sometimes to put you know, food on the table, but I'm doing something I love and I would rather chase that. Exactly. Um, so I had, I had a couple questions for you. Uh, and this is the new year's podcast. Uh, you, you did say, uh, maybe it was September timeframe that like within the next year, your goal was to be working, uh, in, in a field related to, to your, to, to art, um, not necessarily, uh, to like your your science background, correct? Correct. Do you have a? Well, I guess the, the first question would be, uh, how hard is your year? Like, are you one of the? Are you are you a New Year's resolutioner at all? Uh, I used to be. I used to be. Uh, but for the past like three years, I have not. It's been more like if I have an idea of something, a goal that I want to achieve, I just start the goal right away. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Why, why do I have to like, or, or I'll be like, okay, starting like next month or something like that. Like that just gives you, it gives you a, too much chance to escape, to weasel yourself out of it, to rationalize yourself out of said goal, to talk mm-hmm. yourself out of it. So I get, so, hey, winners, you get some live advice. Don't ever like set a goal for a certain time frame per se, like just start it right now. Just get to work, like do the logistics that you need to do and get started. Because you're going to talk yourself out of it, especially if it's something very lofty or something that society says you can't do. Like within I, reason. <laughs> I typically do that like uh, within reason. Yeah, I typically do that. Like for me, it's uh, it's the next morning. Um, so if I like think of something through the day, because chances are I'll be at work and uh, I'll be like, I want to do this. And I'm sitting at work and there's not much I can do. Or it's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm going to do the Mrs. Play is asleep. I am not going to. I will do the thing in the morning. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I can, I wholeheartedly agree with you there of being, um, no, I, I want to do this thing. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Maybe I can't start it right, right now because like, I, I'm not going to tell my boss where I think he can shove it and leave. Um, yeah, that's but like t- tomorrow morning, like I can at least get the ball rolling. And, and uh-huh. sometimes the cliche, the journey of a thousand, the, a thousand miles starts with a single step. That like, was like one of my favorite sayings. And I wrote it in my high school yearbook. <laughs> Like really? that, was, that was my senior quote. <laughs> That's a really good quote. Um, I love it. That and like the places you'll go. Um, 
So you, so let's 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 talk to um, Elizabeth Yards because we're gonna we'll, we'll be heavy. I think at like one point. Other than that, it's gonna be a little bit uh, lighter per se, um, because like the the one thing we're gonna talk about is the void, um, and we'll we'll address that when we get there. But the so my question to you is, um, you work forty hours a week, uh, like even today both of us having normal lives outside of um, work and then trying to do uh, the passion project, the career project, something like that. What do you do to, to make yourself necessarily do art? Cause I realize, like, I, I know you love it and it's like, yes. Um, but I also realize that there are probably days where you're like, no, I, I, this is a job. So I treat it like work. And some days you're just like, you know what? I just, I don't want to today or not today but I, I know I need to. I don't have those days. <laughs> that may sound really odd, but to me, it's very difficult to explain in a kind of concrete setting of, so when I'm doing my art, it is my passion. It, it is my free time. It is what I want to do. There is no work other than the time and effort I'm putting into it, that there's that type of work, but it's not work. Like I, I know how long it takes me to do a certain piece. Uh, after years of doing it, I know how long it'll take me to get it done. I know the obstacles. Like I know my routine. I know my schedule. So I, I factor all that stuff in. But like I don't uh, see work has become such a negative term for me. Because it's work is something I don't want to do, but art mm -hmm. is something I always want to do. Um, there are days where I have to work on, say, flat colors versus line art because line art is hard. <laughs> um, and there are days because like or days where I'm have tons of mental energy so I can do writing versus drawing versus sketching that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean? Um, yeah, like for, so like a lot of people, um, uh, I, you and I both kind of fell into, um, like connecting about the, the online communities, uh, through Rooster Teeth back in the day. Um, early, uh, there, there's an episode with, uh, uh, there's, I think it was a podcast and it's, it's a podcast I actually go back to, um, it was maybe two years ago, um, and Bernie drops like two or three, like one like like just just bombshells of like truth knowledge that <laughs> you kind of are like oh um and one of the things he talks about he goes everyone always wants to do to like i want to be with achievement hunter i want to play games all day i want to and and it's like you don't realize how on you have to be for that um and ah. there are days where like especially like me I'm, i ask a lot of mrs play like she she's an accountant she does a lot of numbers she's she does a very high stress job with that um, so I, like me being like, Hey, can we, can we, can we stream tonight? Can we do this? Or even like me coming home from work, like some days I want to stream or I want to do a let's play and I'm sitting there almost silent because I'm like, I have to restart this. Like I, like I can't, I have nothing I can edit here to make this better. Or I have to instead be like, okay, I can record this, but then I'm going to have to do like a scripted over of it. Or I have to, and I, I've done that before in the past and it's something I wanted to get back to, but like it trying to like branch out and try those new things and just keep an engaging conversation going while you're playing a game, while you're trying to be good and not look like a fool. And then afterwards I now have to listen to myself. 
um, <laughs> for roughly an hour to an hour and 30 minutes because I have to listen and be like, okay, can I cut this? Do we have so much? So I, I wanted to know for you uh. um, on, on days where it's like, okay, like I, like I understand like art, art for you is fun. It's the passion. It's what you want to do. It's not necessarily, it's the job you want, but you're not calling it work. Um, right. Yes. Okay. So I, I see what you're saying now. So there is a lot of like, there, there's a lot of, of grunt work, of editing, of soliciting myself, of getting, like, there is that type of stuff. And there are, I do have to section off my time for that. But there are days where, like, I know for a fact that I can't draw or do something because I have other things that have a higher priority. Either I have to work extra hours at work, um, or I need to spend time with my with my spouse, with my partner, um, or, like, or it's, hey, we need to go out and see friends this one day or we need to watch a movie or, or do, do something else it's like it kind of feels like i have two jobs where there's one job that i really love which is the art there's a job that i really hate which takes with the majority of my time and then there is free time um i mean like i said so like it, it's i do so many things I, it's um it's kind of like what you said like like there are days where you're just kind of off um, so you, you channel that time towards other things. So say you can't play today or you can't talk today, or you just, you're just not mentally there. So you do other things, right? You might edit or you might promote or other things like that. Am I right? Yes. There's always um, some time of the day that's going towards the channel, towards the new career, the new job track, that kind of stuff. So in that it's the, the, it, but sometimes though it's kind of hard to see like how the big picture of it when you do it when you uh when you break it up into small pieces like that where i will get frustrated i'll be like i didn't apply for what this one job today or i didn't get to work on this software today and then it feels like a total waste and i get angry mm -hmm. at myself but then i have to look back and i have to be like yeah but i did write this one paragraph for the story i connected with this one person on linkedin I did this, or I did that, so it, it makes up for it. But, yeah, there there are off days where I can't do a part of the job that I was looking forward to doing. Like, say, there was one logo I really wanted to work on, but I just didn't have time for it. I needed to work on something else to keep that ball rolling. So, so I, I guess that's kind of more the work aspect of it because that's that is how it's going to be when I do get this for a job. I'm going to be working on other people's passion projects, a uh -huh. game or a story or a movie. It was someone else's idea. It is someone else's passion and I am helping them bring it to life. So that I that will be that'll be very different. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting experience. And that's uh, that's one of those those things actually. So same podcast, Bernie Burns. I'm gonna totally plagiarize this one, um, <laughs> uh, just because uh, I think while the pandemic in a lot of in almost every way is is horrifying, um, there was there was something that he said during his uh, during this podcast where he talks about like everyone back in the day, like if you wanted to do art, if you wanted to do acting, if you wanted to do anything. Uh, like that you had to you went you had to go to California you had to go to like Atlanta to Austin you you had to go to this this cultural hub yes. of let me pick up move uh, I'm gonna work in a diner and I'm gonna write this play and hopefully it goes through and I don't die on like the week before it premieres um, 
That's so sad. It's, uh, I think that's what happened to the guy who did Rent. Um, oh like, he wrote Rent, and he never got to see it hit Broadway, um, and, like, died, like, a week or two before it premiered, and it's, like, one of the highest-grossing Broadway musicals of all time. Jesus. Um, yeah, so it's uh it like it's it's fantastic but um but and he talks about that and he goes but nowadays like uh i started the youtube channel in my apartment with with my wife with two friends um i've continued it with my wife my best friend and we we come to my living room or we go to his house or you know right now we're sitting in our living room and you're in your living room uh in in order to do this and it's no longer you need to go here you can go out and buy a decent camera you can get some good editing software um, and put it on a computer like you don't need top of the line everything you don't have to go somewhere um, how has that been for you uh, in, in what your what your pursuits are because um, one I know like graphical design uh, takes a hit on the computer I know that uh, being able to like actually draw like you you need a little bit more because it used to be like you took you did you did your fan art um, because uh-huh. I, I started with Inuyasha. So I, I did, I, I drew Inuyasha or Sashomaru or, uh, uh, Koga. Um, I could never make Kagome look right. So that's I'm why I'm not going to see these. I am demanding to see these. Um, <laughs> I, I could probably find them on Facebook somewhere. Oh um, my God, that's amazing. but you took, and you took a picture of it mm-hmm. and then you, you uploaded it onto, uh, uh, Newgrounds or anything else. And that was how you shared your fan art. Um, but nowadays like that, it counts, but it doesn't like get you anywhere, I guess would be the best words. Um, because you you need to be able to do it on the computer as well. Uh, how do you find this new change of no, I'm going to sit here in my living room in my PJs and fuck it. I'm going to be an artist. (laughs) Uh, can you repeat the qu- like? Can you repeat the question? Can I repeat the question. What, what, what okay, is the question? Re- um, so the question is, how, how do you find now with the with this new realm of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use work from home, um, yeah. But how, how do you find this new realm of like you can sit at home to 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 try out for your dream job? It's no longer okay. You have to pick up and move your life. Okay. Yes, I have definitely taken that to my advantage for sure. Um, in a lot of my applications, I have mentioned COVID-19 and how I've still been able to interact actually even more so with so many art communities and with groups of people and getting stuff together. I've been working on collages with them. We've been, and, and I've been the head of the, uh, the production team for that. Um, that, uh, you know, so I'm just like, there, we knew these tools were here before COVID-19, but we were either scared to use them or we didn't think they were adequate enough and i mean there is no replacing human connection being there face to face in person to person but a lot of artists are typically kind of on the shyer spectrum Uh, i mean it depends on which artist you're referring to but digital artists from my knowledge is they are very we, we we are in our own world we're in our bubble and we don't really like going outside that bubble we feel that it might distract us or it might take away certain things so um so i've been kind of playing that up in my job applications of hey i've i am able to use all the tools google uh, microsoft teams google docs uh discord 
audacity and and OB, obs like i i can use all those tools and and like even outlook outlook i took a class in outlook and there was so much you can do with that program it's amazing um that i had no idea i like i know the barest minimum of the minimum before i took this class so anyway so like it it's all there we could all interact and do things together and um and i say we should take advantage of that and we should start out and more companies should start outsourcing kind of like what they're already doing in the digital artist industry anyway like a lot of studios they outsource artists from korea and stuff like that but that that distance never stopped them before Uh so i'm saying let's let's start doing that inside the united states let's start outsourcing from say you do have a studio in california and you have your production team who is based there and they can talk and interact with each other and then you have your artist all over the world like that that's what i'm that's what i've been kind of you know projecting into my my applications is let's take advantage of that and let's not limit ourselves let's not cut off our hands yeah that's that's i I think one of those like my company as well as uh i do tech support for phones um and like we have a few people that can't work from home because of internet or what have you um so there's I'm not even going to say it's a skeleton crew at the office because it's like three of us um, on on any given day uh, that are that are like in the office uh, to to work, um, and it's uh, it's one of those things where like work from home, uh, I think is one of those things that, as you said, like in the future, I, I do think we are going to lose a lot of the. Well, no, you have to go here. You have to go to an office. Um, yeah. And we're going to start to see uh, certain levels of, of outsourcing. I think uh, the first thing, especially after this entire uh, fiasco with uh, Sega getting hacked for their VPN not being as good. Um, I, I think, especially once that gets out there, especially when it comes to like games and IP addresses or IPs and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping you're right. And that is something that we do start to see more and more of. Um, and you said that you're actually putting that in applications because, as we said, um, you had, and I asked this in the beginning, I don't know if I ever got an answer. Is it a hard year or a soft year? Is it like, okay, in a year I might be able to uh, have half my income now based on my art? Or is it like hard year, no, at the end of the year, I'm 100% Liz the artist? <laughs> I mean, I I can't really say that it's my that is very dependent on other people. I mean, mm. I, I can only do so much, but it's the other people who have to actually hire me and to let me do my job. Um, so I would love to say hard year, full-time artist, either working in video games or, or DreamWorks or Netflix or Webtoon or something like that. Um, but I would actually have to get hired and that is beyond my control. I can only input so much of myself. I can only beg and be on my knees for so, you know, so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I have already started. Like there, there, it, there, there's no one year, like, yes, no. Like there is, I am starting this journey now. We'll see mm-hmm. how long it takes. Okay. Um, I just, I, I remember that being like September was a, it was a proclamation, and I was like, I was like, that's actually just really, really badass. Um, and, <laughs> no, and I, it was September. It is like 
after like I figured after a year I would have my portfolio up to date it would it would be ready to start applying oh uh, I totally took that as like nope Liz the artist one year from today go <laughs> no that that's how long I project it, it will take for me to have the portfolio up to date have the job have and start working on it um because oh. like that I was gonna wait another year and just kind of work at my my job that I am now so but right now I'm working at my current mm-hmm. job and and st- and like still applying and like i'm getting my portfolio updated constantly i'm constantly interacting with people um in the art industry and i've gotten great advice from them and like starting to get it onto the the career track um now talking about that because uh more than ever um we we literally more than ever have uh easier contact to to people careers jobs that we want like you can go on twitter and i can tweet at mark hamill and be like hey you do this fantastic voice um what what did you do to kind of do that i'm, I'm trying to mimic it i don't and he can be like oh oh uh, yeah so for this one like you kind of want to talk to you and he can sit there in real time and tweet back at you or dm you <laughs> and he's done it before um, so it's one of those things like for aspiring voice actors, for um, aspiring content creators, for anyone like that, where where it's like, hey, I, I can go on YouTube, build a portfolio. I can I can be like, hey, this is this is my thing. Let me stream. Let me try to connect. Let me play these games. Let me um, do all of this, uh, which brings the question. And I, I said we wanted to do this and about the halfway point, I figured would be the best time to talk about. It. Like, let's talk about the void, 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 void. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, I was watching TFS the other day. Um, no, it's fantastic. You know, I love it. I always, always say the word void. Um, but uh, when it comes to to art and applying online, because um, this is, even if you're looking for a real job, even if your job isn't in a career like you or I, where it's like um, creative, but you're like, no, I, I want to get into computer programming, uh, computer science, STEM, anything like that. Um, sometimes it feels like screaming into the void um, and nothing comes back. It just gets absorbed and you're like, do I try again? I, how do you handle uh, that feeling some days? Cause I realize it like you're, you've already started to get like the foot in the door for, uh, for being like in the art community and, and connecting to the right people, getting the advice, taking it and applying it. Um, when it comes to, to actually, though, like putting yourself out there and being like, hey, notice me or what have you, um, and maybe not getting like, like no response. It's like you didn't do anything. How do you um, handle that or, or channel that or use that? Um, well, I keep I, I keep moving forward to steal from Walt Disney um, is, yeah, I, I keep moving forward. There is backup plan of backup plan of backup plan. My mind is so full of ideas that there is nothing that could literally stop me from creating an idea, a story, a character, a background. There's so much that I feel I could fill the void with it. I, even if I picture myself like, it, when you when you said the void, my mind went to picturing myself in a dark, kind of empty space with a bunch of stars. Stars are the other people who also have their voices screaming. 
And I feel like if I am screaming, I'm filling the void with my voice, however small it may be. Like even right here in this podcast, we may only reach 100 people. That's still 100 people. That's a lot. It's about 120. Please don't knock off those 20 extra downloads we get a month. <laughs> I'm not. I just wanted a <laughs> no, nice I, round you're, number. You're good. I didn't mean to cut you. Or hurt no, you. I, I, I was not at all worried about that. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is just like, I say don't minimize the interaction or the impact you can have on any just one person. One person listening to this podcast may finally feel confident enough to go into the art field, despite what society says, that you can't make money, you can't make a living, you're going to starve, you're going to die, you can't do it. But I say do it. I say go for it. Fill the void with your voice. Fill it with your ideas, your dreams, all of it. That's what I say. I say go for it because your voice is very unique. It is you. It is only you. So when I, when it, it may be hard because you may not hear people talking back to you right away, or maybe it's just one person. I, you know, like people are so consumed by likes and comments and shares, and they feel like that is what, and it, it's a validation kind of thing. I mean, yes, I've been applying to jobs over and over, and it's frustrating not to get anything back. True. But it's not all, I'm not, I'm not using it as a crutch. I'm not, I don't, I'm not letting that stop me from continuing to apply to other people, to continue to talk to other people. Like I'm not putting all of my hopes and dreams in this one job application. It would be nice. And I picture myself getting this job and moving forward. And that's one path that I could take. But there are so many other paths that I could take. So many other ideas that I could implement that I could put forward to. So instead of taking this void and making it a giant personification of rejection or inadequacy or invalidation, I see it as just something more that I can fill that's full of tiny little paths that I could take. And depending on which one I hear back from first or which one I like first, that's the one, that's the path that I take. And it may defer, it may end, it may, you never know, it may dwindle out and then another path will come. But I am also a very optimistic person by nature. So it may be hard for other people to have this kind of mental thought process of it. But I say, scream into the void. That's what I say. Keep screaming. Fill it up. Yeah, I was just going to let that hang there. Hold on. <laughs> like, like that is, Liz, that is absolutely stunning. Oh, like, <laughs> thank you. Probably one of the, that is the most beautiful way and articulated way I think I will ever, I'm going to plagiarize you. Um, that I will ever <laughs> that, that I will ever hear of something like that because it, it is like that with, with uh, I, I know that you're you're aware of this like our community YouTube community twitch like every, everyone tries to to get in and you're just screaming with all these thousands of other people screaming in this void um, and it's it's uh and like even even podcasts more or less but um wow uh, that was. If you have any friend that is ever doubting, I'm like, I want you to snip out like minute 33, <laughs> or, like 35 of this podcast and just be like, put this one repeat when you sleep at night and then come talk to me in the morning. <laughs> oh, that was really great, Liz. Oh, thank you.
Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, so, um, and then we'll, we'll go on and I guess we got like two more brief touch on topics here. Um, cause I, I did want to do kind of, uh, cause I, I'm like you where I'm not very much a new year's resolutioner. Um, Mrs. Play kind of like crushed that out of me one day when she was like, yeah, like 80% <laughs> of people fail like new year's resolutions because they're like, Oh, new year. They do it for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and then they don't want to do it. And it's one of those things like I hate going to the gym like January 2nd to like February 15th because yes, the gym is packed so all the packed. time. And I'm just like, guys, I've been I was going here before you all wanted to shed 15 pounds like <laughs> leave. <laughs> and, and, I, and I know like like I get so spiteful in there uh, because I'm just like, I just I just want to use I just want to use the bench press, guys. Guys, I just give me the treadmill. All right. Uh, OK. Well, well, here's the other thing. Another way you can look at it is that out of all those big group of people, like a handful of them will continue doing it. They'll find mm-hmm. that they love it, and you just never know. And then you have more gym buddies. I do not have a single gym buddy, Liz. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I people people go to the gym with me once, and then they're like, "You don't like talk or anything. You just go to the gym and work out and put in your headphones." I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> um, my gym buddies are like, "Hey, can you spot me? Yeah, I got you." Do you need me to spot you? I'm not doing that today. Okay, that's all we're doing. Um, <laughs> but uh, that is no. Um, so I guess my next one would be. Uh, I, I know a lot of people, um, like myself included, when it comes to like I, I would really like. Um, like there are days where I'm like, you know what? It'd be, it'd be fun to do like a competitive um, YouTube channel where it's like all I did was like in the beginning I, I dabbled with it. Like Thursdays was uh, uh, I did like squad squad up or something like that on Thursdays. Uh, or no, Built Tactical came out on Thursdays where um, I would do Rainbow Six with my squad um, and it would take me, I'd play a game for like four to five hours to to get like eight to 12 minutes worth of decent footage. Um, and I just found like, while it could be cool and it, it's fun for a stream if you're pretty good at a game, um, I, I wasn't as good at that, but I, I felt myself getting better and more confident when it comes to let me stream this game, let me let me play this game with Mrs. Play where we're we're talking about how the game makes us feel or how cool this mechanic is or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with art, like I realize, um, I know you, uh, your, your personal, um, not limiters, not the word I want to use, but one of the, like the parts that you found hardest was like, you, you were very hard on like doing eyes because oh, yeah, I remember in the beginning, like you were like, I fuck eyes. Um, <laughs> cause I was like, Hey, can you do, I could do one so well. And then the other one sucks no matter what I do. So it's just every like, character wears an eye patch. Over this. <laughs> um, and uh, and I, I I am you've probably watched like thousands of hours of videos of like different tips, tricks, things like that to do with that. Um, yeah. When uh, when when going through that, how have you found anything where you've necessarily been like, you know what? I'd really like to dabble in in doing this more. And the more you did it, you were just like, you know what? It doesn't feel like it fits. It doesn't feel like it's for me. And you've kind of like walked away. Like maybe you'll do something with it occasionally here and there, but you, you kind of like shifted um, to something, something different or like went a little bit more focused somewhere else. I'm yeah, it would have to be. There's so many things that I've dabbled in trying to find my thing. And so I have a lot of experience in things, but it, it would have to probably be like uh, monster designs. Mm-hmm. I've tried and I can't, 
I can't do it. Like, I, I, it's not, it's not my talent. It's not, I love playing video games and looking at the monsters and stuff like that. And like, I guess another thing too, is I tried recently was doing 3D modeling of characters. You, it, it would pretty much be like taking a digital artist who only does 2D, handing them a lump of clay and being, okay, now you have to be a sculptor. Now you have to learn how to make a human head from scratch, from a tiny little gray ball, using only a few keys on your on your computer. It's just like, eh. <laughs> like, I don't, I would prefer to do backgrounds, um, creating amazing mountains and forests and places that other people who are really good at the 3D character modeling and monster design to put this stuff in there. It's like, here, here is your toy box for you. Put your toys mm-hmm. in here. <laughs> like that, yeah. Oh man, I admire those people so much. They are amazing. Like just coming up with not not even like bad monsters. Like even the cute little ones, like the cute little heartless and stuff. Like I wish I could do that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um. No, and, and I, I guess that's one of the things where I'm like, huh. And then I'm sitting here thinking, like, have I ever seen a monster that you've tried to... Like, I'm like, I'm like, let me start going back through, like, your, uh, through, uh, uh, the early adaptations to Kia. I'm like, well, there's snakes. This there's <laughs> elves. I don't think we're going to call elves a monster. Um, <laughs> I mean, they are kind of, like, some of them have monstrous souls, but they are in the form and body of, like, a humanoid with pointy ears. <laughs> I can't figure out a way to personify the soul yet. Okay, I got it. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty, I'm good at dialogue. I'm good at getting messages across. Um, like, oh my god. Like, I, there are some really good ones that, I have a very ambiguous character who's, like, he's on the bad guy it's cobalt it's cobalt uh he is mm-hmm. on the bad guy's side but what he says just really hits home with kia like he's oh my god he's gonna be so much fun he is um he's just gonna follow her around in places like he's the bad guy kind of like um i'm trying to think of like a a, a way of nor like uh, uh, an example that would work like long john silver to uh in treasure island always following around um jim yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's perfect. Is that like he is the bad guy, but he still mm-hmm. motivates Jim. He still helps him. He still helps him grow as a person, as a character. That's kind of like what Cobalt does. Like he is on the enemy's side, and he will still fight for them. He will still work for them, even though it will hurt Kia and her friends. But he he helps Kia understand that every person is living in their own. Every, we're all living in the first person. Mm-hmm. We all have lives. We all have impact. I think there's a there's a term for that psychologically. Um, shoot, I can't remember it. But it, it's kind of like that, where we're all living our own lives and our own beliefs. And so the way that Cobalt is raised to believe and to fight for his kingdom, his empire, like... And he te- he tells him he he tells Kia he's like Kia you gotta you gotta think about it that way, he's like you gotta understand that I'm fighting for what I believe in and you're fighting for your belief in and it, it happens to be the opposite, and it just it really you know this is like a this is like thirteen or so like this is a thirteen year old girl and you're telling her like kind of like hey there's other other people and they don't always agree with you 
point of views do shift and that doesn't make them wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and he's, and he, you know, he just, he just kind of like helps her realize that, you know, he, he puts things in perspective for her and it just, it's like, that's kind of stuff that I'm good at, but I can't make him a drooling, like, <laughs> I can't make him a drooling monster. And like, and yes, there is like the bad guys that he uses that they fight in order to level up per se is a snake because they're super easy. <laughs> they're a squiggle. Nope. I and, and I, guess. I want him to be really cool, like wolves or ravens or something, but I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I would go crazy. And that and that makes sense. Um I and I do and I it, I guess the best way to put that one there is when you like characters like that, like being able to, okay, so maybe I can't do this, but I, I can, I can make a monster. Like it's, it it's, and the, the best monsters are the ones that like you, you never see coming. It's like, oh no, you are a monster. Like Darth Vader, like one of the greatest monsters of all time. Looks like a man in a helmet though. Uh, it's <laughs> very much like it, like it's very similar or, uh, something that's like you can't tell the difference um, necessarily like uh, Animal Farm at the very end where it's like and they looked from uh, men to pigs and pigs to men and you couldn't tell the difference who was who um, you could have drawn them completely backwards and it would have been okay um, so I guess uh, from there I, I know you said that you you enjoyed or enjoyed doing uh, 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 design uh, I was going to say level design but that's not the word but uh, landscape background you said yes um, at any point in that, because I, I feel like, uh, you know, everyone kind of wants to be the, the, the main character of their own story. Uh, the, at any point, was there ever a, yeah, I can do this really well, but it's not necessarily the, the, like, the, the, the cool thing, I guess would be the best way to put it. Like, you know, okay, here, here's a classroom. This classroom's the classroom that they hang out with, but it's not, you know, Mustafar where it's Obi-Wan fighting this. So was there ever a point where I'm going to say like a term of like almost jealousy that you're like, okay, I, yeah, I like to work on this, but maybe like somebody's not going to see it or appreciate it. So you kind of feel, I don't say cheated or jaded towards it, but almost like it's unfair that this might not get as much attention or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'd have to say with, with character design, a lot of artists in the field that I'm looking at in video games and and um, studio production kind of stuff, a lot of them want to be character designers because that is super sexy. Like, I mean, it's great to create a person, a, a being per se, and then have other people want to emulate it. They want to mm -hmm. dress up as the person. They want to act like the person. They want to... They, I, they either idolize them, they hate them, they feel sad with them. Like, that's powerful. It's very mm -hmm. powerful. And it feels good having that power um, as, like, either a writer or a designer. And, like, but the thing is, is that when you're in a sea of designers like that, it can be easily, it can be easy to be swallowed up, the void, mm -hmm. as we said. Um, and... There are, and like, I'm not as good as other designers. There are other designers who are a lot better than me, and I recognize that. And so I want to try to see how I could support them, and that is through backgrounds. They, the characters need to go somewhere. They need to live somewhere. They have to be able to breathe. And 
So while it may not be, there was not, there's no one's going to dress up as a mountain. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to cosplay your background. I'm not going to cosplay my backgrounds, but they're going to want to be in those backgrounds. That is the world that they want to go to. So in a sense, it also has a bit of sexiness to it by being a background artist, by wanting oh, to yes. be, by creating a world that people want to be transported to. That has power, but it's Studio not. Ghibli. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, I would love to live in a Studio Ghibli world. That would be amazing. But Um, like, yeah, that's kind of the mindset is, but it's not the first thing you think of. And I do feel um, a little jealous that the character designers do get the forefront of it. But it just, yeah, kind of have to remind yourself that those characters wouldn't be able, they would just be on a white sheet of paper without the backgrounds. Like they need the background. They need somewhere to go. And I guess we're, we'll tie it up here because we're getting we're getting to that hour mark. And um, once again, thank you again so much for, for doing this because this is a to, to me this is a, a really fun one to do with uh, with like everything going on the new year. Like for us changing the channel around, like yeah, because like taking I've always taken it seriously, but um, even hearing you be like, nope, I want to do this, and then I was talking to Mrs. Blaine, she's like, well, what about rebranding a little bit to make it easier? Um, and I guess to start off with you and the kind of like end note there, do you, what was the animation or the art that you saw that you were like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> I was so hoping you would ask this question. I mean, of course, Liz, come on. Oh my God, because it actually was a moment. It really was. I was working, it was like the start of quarantine, working from uh-huh. home and the behind the scenes of Frozen 2. It was called Into the Unknown. It was a docuseries about the making of Frozen 2. And I remember, I've always loved watching the behind the scenes stuff. I've always been fascinated by it. I I love seeing the people who make the things. I always find it really cool. Um, But I never, it it was another world. I was just looking at it through a window. You know, Uh I I never wanted to be part of that world or I never even dreamed I'd be part of that world. Again, the whole you have to be a part of STEM. You have to be a part of science. You have to get a job and da da da. Anyway, so I was watching the series and they got to the point where there was an animator who was um, who was working on the running sequence for Elsa and she was uh, during the song of Into the Unknown and she was running and her husband was filming her run across the street on a sidewalk and then she started animating it and then she was working on the facial expressions and she got to meet the voice actress for Elsa and she was like so excited about it and like she brought Elsa to life through her animation and stuff. And I just remember looking at the screen and crying. I was like, this is it. That's what I want to do. I want to do that. And I realized that unlike when I was a kid, there was no one telling me I couldn't. There was, n- there was no one else in the room besides me. There was, I want to do this. This is, this is it. And so I, that's how the snowball started. It, I pushed it down the hill and it started getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, so ever since I think it was like in March or April of, of 2020, I found I found my calling. I knew what I wanted to do. And it was somehow to be part of this industry in one way or another to, to buck off the STEM prejudice. And I mean, and I can still, even though I do have a degree in geology, I can use what I've learned in school and apply it to so many things because school just taught me 
it, it taught me how to study. It taught me how to research. It taught me how to write, how to talk to people, how to petition, stuff like that. But it was geared, but it was themed for mm-hmm. geology. That's all it is. That, that's, that's, what, that's what college is. You pick a theme that you like, and then it teaches you all the aspects of that theme. But that doesn't mean that that theme can be, can't be applied elsewhere. Like, for instance, the backgrounds, the, the mountains and stuff like that. I know exactly what created those mountains and where those mountains should go naturally so they look, so it makes it more realistic. So if, if any of you winners are in a college or in a job that you don't necessarily like, take everything that you've learned from that job, whether good or bad, and apply it towards whatever else you want to do for your dream, for, for your calling. Like, that's my advice. And I'd, I'd say the same to you, Chris. Like, it, it's kind of like hiring military veterans. Like, mm-hmm. does that mean they only know military? Like, does that mean yes. they only do military things? No, of yes. course not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just talking like, I had a soul-sucking job where it's like, you're just, you're too military. You look me in the eye and you say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> if you said, hey, I'm non-binary, I'd be like, Hey, I'm probably going to slip up once or twice, but no, it's it's just me going like, yes, and I want to make sure that you know that when you said this, I said yes, and you understood, but I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, and that's all I could go to is like, yep, yeah, no, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, but the, this is uh, just like hire vets, and people are just like, yeah, but the vet has never worked in the art industry before. Does that make them, does that mean they can't work in the art industry? Of course not. <laughs> Yeah, I want you to go look at some Warhammer things online where people have painted the figurines. You tell me that vet can't do art. Yeah. I can't paint that detailed. Exactly. Exactly. Five minutes. So that that's the thing. It's like, don't let your current present situation block you off from future escapades. I really like that. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, And that's actually where we're going to end it. So this is uh, going to be our first podcast of the new year. Thank you once again, uh, Ms. Elizabeth, for being here and doing this one for me. Um, where can we find you and what are you? What escapades are you up to? Oh my goodness, so many escapades. So I'm working on getting my new home studio set up. Uh, I've got a desk, I've got a screen, and I'm working on getting the computer. Um, to start working on Unreal Engine 4 uh, and oh, also nice. Unreal Engine 5, which I'm so excited about because this is what the software they use for Star Wars, for Lucasfilm, for for Disney and Marvel. So it's really exciting to work with the software. Um, also working on a screenwrite of, of Magical Girl Kia, and I'm going to pitch it to Netflix and to DreamWorks. Um, and I'm going to also be pitching it to celebrities and being like, hey, I've got a great idea. Can you give me some clout? <laughs> because maybe you'll like this idea too. Maybe your kids will like this idea. You never know. Like, like Harry Potter was um, was One founded was founded like from the from a publisher's kid. <laughs> like they read it and they wanted to hear more. The publisher didn't want to, but the kid did. So that's what matters. <laughs> so that's kind of the idea. Um, so anyway, so you can find me at Warlion Twenty Two on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Queen E Digital. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, and I'm also uh, let's see, uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say um, on Discord as well, but I'm, I'm part of like so many groups. Like, <laughs> yeah, but guess, what, what's your Discord name? We can we can still find you there. That's uh, Discord, I believe, is Roar Lion Twenty Two as well. Nope, you're Queen E. Sorry, I just oh, Queen you E. Okay, so I changed. Queen E. Sorry. 
All yep, right. That's it. And then winners for us, you actually can find us now um, all under the new branding of the wrong button, um, wrong button on YouTube, wrong button, uh, Twitter and Facebook, as well as the wrong button podcast. Uh, so uh, much like um, Elizabeth here, who was like, I, I want to do this thing. Um, we also uh, are kind of taking those next steps to be like, OK, what what would be a, a more household name, a more friendly name uh, and a way to brand? So. We look forward to seeing you guys there as well. If you want to like, comment, and subscribe. And that's where we're going to end it. Remember that you guys are all winners out there. Keep it weird and have a good rest of the day, everybody.